Is this going to be the gayest show ever? I hope it is. Hey there, welcome to Motorcycles and Misfits here at the Recycle Garage yes. in very, very, very sunny Santa Cruz, California. Suck it, haters. <laughs> right. You're, you're going there, aren't you? I guess. Yeah. Yes, we're here now. Yeah. Hey, everyone. This is Eliza, and uh, I'm gay. <laughs> what? In what manner are you gay? I'm, She's a happy you know, motherfucker. It's gay pride. I just thought I'd come out. Uh, <laughs> get back in there. <laughs> As in you weren't That out shirt needs to go back in there. That's wild that shirt, son. I know. We're having a good time today. Also, in the room today, for the first time, it's Scout. Hello. My name is Scout. Good job. <laughs> All right. Next to Hard Scout. Part's over. Hey, y'all. It's Mike. It's Michael. You got it. And uh, everyone's favorite exotic. I can't see that. It's Knock. One blood. What? what? You guys don't listen to fucking contemporary hip hop and all this? You guys are dumb. No. <laughs> We're the dumb ones. Okay. I know, right? <laughs> Running the board tonight, it's Bagel. I'm very glad to be here. Thank you for being here, Bagel. On the classy girl couch tonight. Oh, we've been waiting for this. We've been waiting a while. Mm-hmm. Back. <laughs> Back from her hiatus, it's Miss Emma. Maintenant, écoutez-moi. Tu le monde, vive la France. Oh, oui, oui. Madame Emma. Also on the classic girl couch tonight, it's Bex. Aloha. There you go. And also, you haven't been here in a while. It's Micah. Ride for Pride. Yo, yo, wiki, wiki. Uh, I kind of miss that. Oh, uh, I know you listen to hip hop. Wiki, wiki. All right, but we're not done yet. Now we're going around the train side of the room. It's Henry. Hey, what's up? Oui, c'est Henri. Henri. Oh. And uh, followed up over by the window, being cool. It's Morgan. Hello, friends. It's Monsieur Morgan. Monsieur Morgan. With the, the great best, Morgani. The best radio voice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, then. Everyone's second favorite ginger, it's Brandon. Wait, second? <laughs> oh, bagel. Yeah, okay. I'll take second to bagel any day. <laughs> the face. <laughs> got a tall order, sir. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Followed by Charlie. You know, roads are kind of like a spectrum too. They go out straight line, down curves as well. <laughs> they go, they go both ways. Yeah. They, go, they oh, certainly oh. do. They Sometimes you have to do U's or straight lines. Or they go into whatever. holes. They come out of holes. <laughs> That's called a tunnel. I but love you know, those. <laughs> some of them are banked. Yeah. Some of them are not banked the mm-hmm. right way. Some of them are uh, got a got a lot of. You bushes see those ones that are overgrown too. Overgrown. You got to yeah. turn back. A little bit. <laughs> it makes the road look wider. You know what I'm saying? Remember, look up, knock. Look up. Yeah, well, there you go. 
Some of them aren't clean. I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. We're talking about roads. The road less traveled. Muddy roads, man. I just want to interject with the question of whether or not train roads count as roads or whether we're just train tracks. A separate letter on the spectrum. Entirely different form of transportation. They're all welcome. I think we can acknowledge that. We'll go with that. Is that we love all roads. Yes. And yes. and uh, as I stated, it's a uh, gay roads. pride gay pride here in Santa Cruz. And as usual, we a lot of us <laughs> met. Stop! Stop! Some of us met at Crossroads. Stop. <laughs> it was raining this weekend. Sometimes the road oh changes name halfway through yeah. it. Who knows? <laughs> you know? yeah. That's what I'm saying. I just gotta wait for this to end. Right? Yeah. I don't think it will. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We can just keep going. <laughs> The road never ends. <laughs> like a road that never ends. <laughs> the road less traveled. Hey. Um, so yeah, we did Pride, which is always fun. It's a little short parade downtown. It's like, like four four blocks long, maybe. Yeah. It's kind of a lot smaller. You guys are goons, man. But we love to get dressed up, have fun, show up uh, to do the parade. And there were there were two dykes on bikes lined up who had been there since 9 a.m. We show up like 10 minutes before the parade starts. <laughs> <laughs> and we come in all our glory, like through the crowds, beeping our horns. They all have to split because uh, the dykes on bikes uh, leads off the parade. And... Emma, you really went uh, above and beyond with your outfit this year. <laughs> Tutu crew? Well, no. Um, I, did, I went blue this year because I was rifling through my knickers. Mm. And the only ones that We've didn't have there. a British racing brown stripe were my blue ones. <laughs> <laughs> so I decided that I was going blue this year. Good call. Thank you, Good darling. call. Thank you. Um, Next year I'll be going brown in the back and yellow in the front. And as, as dressed up as we wow. all were, though none of us were the stars of the. No! The show. Upstaged by a child! <laughs> Wait, what? With angel yeah. wings, I, of course. Upstaged yes. by a child. I saw those videos, man. Yeah, so every year I take. My uh, my best friend's uh, kid Enzo. I, I'm sure I've mentioned him before. Yeah, Enzo's I, a good kid. I held him on the day he was born, and I've just been in his <laughs> life ever since. Did you drop him? Is that why? Is that, is that his problem? Uh, when he was a one and a half, I did. <laughs> they, they still bounce really good at that yeah, age. Well, you know, they're rubbery. Um, but I thought you know every year he rides like on on my scooter right. or bike with me, mm. and I thought you know what this is a year he's not. I said, this is a year he's going to ride by himself on the minibike. So, uh, you know, our minibikes are stolen, awesome. but I replaced one of them, and I got a new one off of Amazon. It showed up. And I said, you know what? When we're riding the parade, it's not just going a straight line. We're, like, doing loops and right, right, right. having fun uh, and skidding. And I like how the child endangerment curve, like, grows oh, yeah. goes up higher <laughs> progressively as they get older. And I even told there's a, a cop who's leading the parade. And I'm like, all right, just so you know, we got a child back here. So and he's like, <laughs> all right. Don't try anything crazy. All right. Uh, but, no, I took Enzo out yesterday into the parking lot, set up cones, taught him how to ride. He That was his he, first time riding? No, he's rode it once uh, okay. in Jim's backyard on dirt, but it was very sketchy. And it was just going in circles, and he went into the bushes a bunch of times. Perfect. Yeah. But this Charlie first don't time a damn thing. Where he was able to make a right turn. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and uh, he took instructions really well, taught him how to ride. We sent him out there. And he basically, he started out at the back of the pack, but then he ended up leading the pack. Right. Nice. It was and awesome. he was having so much fun. <laughs> I mean, he, he looked kind of serious, um, but... He really was. He was digging every minute of it. And the deal was he had to wear motorcycle pants, motorcycle yep. jacket, yep. motorcycle helmet, motorcycle gloves. However. And he, he wore um, a, a rainbow angel wings. So you try to make him look like an adult somewhat in this thing. <laughs> well, you know what? And that bike fits him perfect, that mini bike. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. oh, yeah. That's great. So um, I was just so proud of him. He did great. He did great. And it was so fun to see uh, a new biker, I'm hoping. Right. <laughs> This is how it begins. And extremely well received. He got the loudest cheer. (laughs) He did. He did. Nice. And um, smoke bombs next year, yeah? Is that what's happening? Yeah. So we're doing. We should. And Nock, did you go to? What'd you do today? I was in San Francisco to uh, watch MotoGP at our friend's house. Mugello. Hang out. Yeah, Mugello. Mugello. But that's about it, really. I mean, I got a retail horror story, but it's not so much of a horror story as just me shitting on some people and, like, having first world problems. Yeah, <laughs> but I was talking to you about it, and it's relevant. It's very relevant. I guess, today. yeah. Well, I mean, look, uh, I have I try to be, the, like, the cool customer, right? I mean, that's kind of my endeavor <laughs> in, like, being in this world. So, you know, people remember you, and they hook you up with some free shit every once in a while. Anyways, my jacket I've had right now, my current jacket I had for, like, five or seven years or whatever time to get a new one i mean it's kind of beat to shit even though it looks kind of cool so i call up the store and ask for a very specific kind of jacket it's very specific specs non-perforated blah 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 guy picks up the phone or a guy says yeah let's come on down here we got this jacket for you so you can like the model the size the type yeah, ball, the thing. exactly i was gonna go in there spend like 500 or where the fuck it is and like have a jacket for the next seven years and done like a 20 minute exchange max right maybe trying it on a little bit and this isn't uh, a cheap jacket is it no it's not i mean it's what's the thing is it's it's up to me it's worth getting somewhat a more pricey jacket just because for the build quality and like i said i've had this jacket for about seven years and i'm only had to replace the zipper you know so anyways, I go in there, and I look at the jacket, and I'm asking, is this the non-perforated one? He goes, yeah, this is the non-perforated one. I look at the jacket. Perforations! I mean, it's mm-hmm. like, it's it, tiny little holes. It's kind of obvious. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, like... Yeah. That's one red flag. Yeah, so I go, and it's like, so like, uh, do you have the non-perforated jacket that I called in about? And he's like, well, hold on, let me check again. And then I'm going, like, dude, you already just, like, I thought you had what I had wanted, and, like, now I had to go back through, like, South Van Ness traffic in San Francisco to deal with this bullshit, you know? Anyway, so they don't have it, and, like, the next <clears throat> one that they can get is coming out of Italy, and, and it's gonna take a while. And also, like... And I basically said, so I can't just go to Revzilla and order one, which is in stock and available in, like, three days if I want to, the same exact jacket. And he just kind of goes, uh... Like, yeah, okay, thanks, bye. And that was it. That's the end of it. But, like, the whole... <laughs> crux of this story was like uh, train your employees better? I don't well, know. And, 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 and I think I you can know. join me on here. Yeah, it kind of sounds like he's whining, however. Yeah. yeah. However, the industry has been changing. Right. And there are a lot of people complaining that you can't go into right. your local store and try stuff on. Right. There's not many of those left. We certainly don't have any here in Santa Cruz. So he's up in San Francisco where you can go and right. actually get what you want right away. Yeah. And the one thing that brick and mortar stores have that the online stores they don't have anyways, yeah. 
is customer service. There's Absolutely. somebody to help you. Yep. And knowledgeable staff that knows what they're talking and about can answer your questions. You see, when you buy online, you do run a risk. And there's the obvious risk that you do your PayPal or you send your credit cards and you don't get anything in return. Mm -hmm. That's risk number one. And it's very, very rare that happens. Is it completely unprecedented? No, of course it's fucking not. It happens all the time. But then you get to the second thing. The, The item comes and... It's not what you ordered. Yeah. Well, that happens too. Or the item comes and it's a cheap knockoff. That happens too. Mm-hmm. You see, you avoid all that in a brick and mortar store. But what people don't realize if you have a brick and mortar store, it costs bunches of money. I mean, buku bucks yeah, to, keep to stock. stock it mm-hmm. yep. properly because you need all the mm. range of jackets, all the range of pants, all the range of gloves in all sizes, in all colors. You can sink a million bucks in a high-end motorbike clothing store. Yeah. Easy. I mean, I, like, here's I the wanna... thing. Oh, sorry. The, 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 this shop is their flagship shop. Right. Like, and there's two of them in the country and, like, people just go to this shop because they've got the stock. I mean, like, I've have you know I imagine people drop ship from this store, so they should hypothetically have it right, but guess not. Sorry, Mike. No, you're, you're good. I just wanted to, you know, as a guy who worked for what about two years in a parts and accessories department for a very large dealership, mm-hmm. um, I, I I just want to, and this is in no way defending your customer experience uh, or the the poor customer service you got at this shop, but I do want to say that. of my job behind that parts and accessories counter was fielding most of which were incredibly inane questions. <laughs> questions yeah. like a lot of let me Google that for you. Um, is this vegan leather? It, right. <laughs> exactly. Ridiculous, ridiculous things like that. And so, you know, it's it's entirely possible on a Sunday, on what is arguably the first really nice Sunday we've had in a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. that this poor guy was just inundated with those kind of calls and and sadly yours got lost in that um but you yeah. are you're absolutely right you, you you know it is it is 2019 we revzilla is right you know right there mm-hmm. uh and, and so yeah i mean I, I really did try to do my part to be one a cool customer and keep the money local because like living and working in san francisco is could be a it could be shitty like if you live in san francisco or if you work in San Francisco and maybe you don't live there, you gotta like you know get to San Francisco, which is also a pain in the ass. And I don't know what these uh, guys are getting paid, but I mean, I'd imagine I don't know. I, it's just, it's not enough to live in San Francisco because right. nobody earns enough to live in San Francisco. Right. It's my my get. I guess what my thing is, this is a symptom to of a bigger problem, and I can see that you know. And I don't know. That's why I don't want to shit on these people too much. So yeah, I mean, you know, I always try and give people the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, me too. I've been involved in the dealership experience. Experience, as has Michael. Yeah. Um, it, it's. But here's it's the thing. Not, it's not the easy as easy being involved in a dealership as people think. Yeah. yeah. But, but the bar has been raised. Yeah. Because you have this competition called online sales, and you get Im- yeah right get stuff pretty fast. So it's just disappointing to have one of the few stores with stuff in stock mess right. up. They need to be on point now. They do need to be on point, but I'm absolutely with Mike. I, I, I think mean, what yeah. happened I've is... I've gotten garbage from Revzilla, too. So, yeah. like, let's, yeah. you know... A, a, a point that I have in my experience in uh, parts, for they're just so much. 
you can be in training and be in training for months and months and still get new questions, new um, retail. Like you, it, it's always a learning experience. Yeah. So yeah, but it, perforations. Like, uh, that's I, mean, I, I get that. It, like, it, it makes sense, but then again, like what Mike was saying is that there are he's not just the only customer, right. and so maybe there was another problem that was being solved that actually took more uh, bandwidth. Let me tell you what actually happened there, because when you called, mm -hmm. the clerk's mistake wasn't what you think it was. He went onto his computer, it showed him it got non-perforated mm. in stock, mm -hmm. and he said yes, no, because no. he probably didn't have time to go look. No, here's no, the thing. He went and he looked and he grabbed the jacket. Yeah, he didn't know the he difference. He grabbed the jacket and he had it there waiting for me. And... Uh, <clears throat> This is, yeah, so this is this San is Francisco, though, so it's me. like yeah. I, uh, a lot of us yeah, try to try to ignore whether or not there's like holes or not holes in things. We just <laughs> right. we're just like, <laughs> <laughs> sensitive about. There's a, there's a lot of holes with this one. I don't know <laughs> no, uh, I, to, uh, no. As I said, um, stores we we want stores to stay around. Yeah. We like stores, right, yeah, of course. But, okay. but they also have to stay just on top of their shit now. One, right. one more point of note: like I understand like the difficulty of trying to be the encyclopedia <clears> of knowledge when somebody calls for parts and shit but if I ask specifically for a very specific thing and you're literally less than 15 feet away on the showroom right. floor and the product is there take a little extra but step and just you know look at take your fucking phone with you or whatever and but say hey this got holes in it up until I worked in the industry you know uh, it, this time around because you know I've been in and out of the industry mm -hmm. I never even bothered with descriptions yeah. It's just part numbers, part numbers only. Yeah, totally. That's it. Every single item for your bike, every single <clears throat> thing you wear has a part number. Yeah. If you want to make sure you are absolutely getting the right thing, get the part number for the jacket. That's what you order from. Yeah. Yeah, I probably should have done that. I don't know what part number it would be for that jacket, but like, I'd imagine. Yeah, what's wrong you with know, you? Yeah. I mean, I've just you given one job, Knock. Bex, know, right? one job. Yeah. Bex here is looking for exhaust gaskets for a jizz bomb. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> looking at descriptions on eBay, I just sent her to a, a website. We get the part number. Now she's punching in the part yeah, number to eBay, and you know you're going to get the right. Yeah. Yeah, I have gasket. a pair of jeans I did the same thing with. I yeah. got the number and got the same thing. You've so got to get that number. That's just me shitting on employees. Okay. <laughs> that's it. All that's the last thing I'll complain okay. about. Hey, so we're also joined with by Isaac. Hey, Isaac. Hey. Thanks for sending people our way for gear. I Yeah, I got one. Two so two people have called two? me. Two? Two. Oh, somebody else called you? Two have called Only me gave your number to one. Okay, well. <laughs> Spreading it around. <laughs> okay, then. Good, I'm glad. So, I don't know if you guys have seen, there's this really cool uh, video going around. It's also a Kickstarter. Um, yeah, like Bex told me about it, and then I also got an email about it, and then I've seen it on Facebook. Um, so, it's called Diaries of Badass Chicks. Have you guys seen this uh, video? Oh, my God, it's so good. It's, it's so, good. so good. It's so good. It really is. It, you feel it through your heart. Through Absolutely. It's really it's right really cool and i love i mean of course anything motorcycle related on film or tv like we all go crazy over but we're fortunate enough to have with us on the phone the director actor writer star of diary diaries of badass chicks we've got ellen metz with us say hi everyone hi everybody hi, ellen. Hi. Hi. Hey, hey, hello Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah. 
yeah so yeah this is a really cool thing that you're doing so um let's give us a brief synopsis of what this is it's a it's a tv show you're creating and yes. you, you created a pilot you want to create the whole series so you started a kickstarter mm-hmm. can you give us a, a synopsis of what it is about well, actually, it started as an idea in 2014, and um, I moved here to Vancouver, BC, um, to be an actor. And uh, but there were no roles for badass women, and there were no roles for girls who ride motorcycles. So I was hoping that someone would create it, and it took me a couple of years to realize that that someone had to be me. Um, and 2017, I entered the Story Hive, um, Tell Story Hive web series competition, and we won uh, the funding to make the pilot. That's how the pilot came to be. And it was just me telling my story um, as a woman, a girl in a motocross world. And uh, the pilot actually touched on a subject that prompted the whole thing, which was I went to a race, got third place. And when I went to pick up the trophy, um, I found out that there were no trophies for women. Yeah. But there were trophies for men, of course, right? Yes, and men got trophies up to fifth place, so that was the... Wait, so just because you're a woman, a woman, you didn't get a trophy? Like, had you had a penis, you would have gotten one? Yeah. Wait, yeah. Okay. you couldn't just get the man trophy? I don't... So the person that got sixth place got the fifth place trophy, basically. How is a trophy gender specific? Yeah. Yeah, that's a very good question. It's the class that she's racing in. Um, yeah, the women's class. Yeah. Uh, oh. So the so the kids' class got trophies. The men's class got trophies. The women's class. Got what country was this? No trophy. Yeah, Canada. Yeah. Canada. So those that damn was Canadians. First world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it really it really broke my heart because it's not yeah. about the trophy. It is, but it isn't. It's about being taken seriously mm-hmm. and. Uh, being treated equally and uh, I was just telling my story in the in the pilot but what happened after was I started getting messages from the states and from the other side of Canada saying that in some races girls had to pay extra if they wanted to get to get a plaque or a trophy even wow like they (laughs) paid the race fees but they had to pay extra. Like none of the guys had to pay extra, but women had to pay extra. Wow, that, that's, that's a way to invite more women into the into the industry and sport. I mean, good grief! <laughs> why don't more women ride motorcycles? Well, call, tell you, give me two hundred dollars. I'll tell you why. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, if that's the case, I'm paying for the biggest best trophy ever. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and uh, there are a lot of documentaries out there, but none of them speak about women and uh i feel that you've seen you you know about pitch perfect uh, yeah, yeah love it <laughs> it's pride day here i mean <laughs> hello <laughs> after like before pitch perfect came out nobody cared about acapella singing so this is the exactly mm, the same thing that yeah. i want to do mm. i want to show how exciting it is to be in the motocross world as a woman Yes, there are challenges. I want to touch on them, but also empower women and make women see that you don't have to start at five years old. You can you can start when you're thirty or forty. Hallelujah! 
Yeah, and you can still ride for fun. You can race, too. Let's go back. How long have you been riding? That's another story. Are you ready for this? Oh, yes. (laughs) I hated motorcycles. What? Yes, with passion. I hated (laughs) motorcycles. And uh, my husband had been a mechanic and he had built his own bikes when he was young and uh so we when we got married he's like let's get a bike and i'm like nope we're never getting a bike <laughs> like this means divorce like death machines and you know was, you're the enemy yeah yeah so <laughs> you were the I, enemy <laughs> i was on the other side <laughs> yeah he did motorcycles and um i remember this so vividly because that day changed my life um i was a segment producer at primetime news in estonia and uh i was in charge of the last segment of the show uh which was most watched youtube videos and 3rd of january 2012 the most watched youtube video was dream ride which was a motocross video oh, and cool. i the minute i saw it i'm like damn i need to do this like this is something mm-hmm. that i need to do and two weeks later i booked a lesson on like a honda 100 that was too small for me <laughs> uh, but a month after that um, I got myself a KTM 125, and and the rest is history. Hooked. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and what I love about this uh, show, you're taking kind of your life experiences and bringing them all together. Having yes. worked in film and media, and and loving motorcycles, and you're able to put it all together and create this TV show. Yes, every episode is based on a true story. So this is something that I feel really strongly about because we don't have to think up anything. There are so many real stories out there that need to be told. And uh, yeah, truth is stranger than fiction. So there is is definitely, um, yeah, (laughs) there's definitely some cool stuff. And also... If you saw the pitch video, the half-naked models—that's yeah. also one. Wait, episode. where is this video? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll yeah, put a put a link to it. Armed in making you. that video. So, so all right. So, you you putting this all together? You got the you won the contest to make the pilot. Mm-hmm. How many episodes have you written? Well, there's plans for seven more. Okay. Um, it depends on the funding, really. And how much are you trying to raise? $136,000, which is Canadian. In American, it's It's just like $5 here. Yeah. (laughs) So how much is that in US? 100K. 100K. Yeah. It's actually, it's it's the cheapest that you, you know, you know how expensive film is. Yeah. And if you want to make exciting content, um, yeah, it's expensive. So I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I would like to offer you some advice. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> oh, here we go. Yeah. Um, you're asking for too little on your Kickstarter page. I Yes. Uh, people have told me that. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. And you're giving away too much for too little. I know. I know. It's... Um, 
because the Kickstarter, we actually knew knew that the Kickstarter is going to be a risk mm-hmm. because the audience that we're trying to reach, as sad as it is, they have never been catered to in Kickstarter before. No one has really created anything for them before. So there's been a lot of education happening what Kickstarter is in the first place. So people don't really know what to do or what it is. So can you um, discuss some of the levels and rewards? Because like I said, you're giving away too much for too little. But people might be enticed. If anybody wants to go on there and help support, and I'm just going to tell you right now, by the end of tonight, Motorcycles and Misfits podcast will be a $100 sponsor. Oh, thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. You hear that? Y'all pitching 10 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> so um, can you talk about the levels and and what people get for them? Yes. Uh, I'm going to pull them up right here so I don't miss anything. We have a tip jar for $1, <laughs> and you get the backer-only updates and after the campaign is successful, there's also a backer kit store that you can uh, uh, buy merchandise and stuff from um, that the public doesn't have access to. Do you hear uh, that, y'all? That's one dollar. You cheap ass yeah, motherfuckers. Just, Another, no, enough of you better pitch in a dollar. I want more than that. That's not even U.S. dollar. That's <laughs> so you get thirty percent off of that. Um, spectator lever is uh, ten bucks, which is stream the series first um decked out you get stickers you get fat ass chicks t- sticker set and the digital download and, and that's, and that's how much game. 10 bucks oh sorry i thought that was i thought it was another level no, it's only 10 stickers, bucks. wow stickers are, is already at 25 i'm okay. already oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. way ahead of you yes yeah 25 you get stickers download and you get your name in the series credits so, nice wow yeah, so you get to be on IMDb. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, do just for that. <laughs> wow. And, and of well, course, the, you... the way Kickstarter works is that every level of the pay gets the, all the previous tiers. Yes or no? Yes. Okay. Um, yeah. Some, yeah. Uh, there's there are some higher levels that don't include all, but uh, mostly. Okay, let's continue. So. <laughs> 50 bucks, you get a calendar. We will have a badass calendar shoot, and there will be no naked women there. Yes. <laughs> Thank there you. will be muddy, badass women. Muddy. Um, and it's going like to be. Mud. Yeah, it's going to look so exciting because we have photographers who are award winning and they're so on board in uh, creating this calendar. <laughs> Behind the Scott mission, Scott just yeah. perked way the hell up when you said mud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and just like that, I'm back in. Yeah. <laughs> And you get a DVD at a $50 level as well. And the $50 is not $50. It's $37 US. So, yes, you do get a lot. Um, $100 is where you have to choose. Um, You either get a T-shirt for $100. That includes all previous levels. You get a calendar, desk, stickers, and a T-shirt, which is, how much is it in US? I think it's like 80 something. 70. 60, 65 bucks. What? Yep. (laughs) It's just under $70. Wow! So you're giving away That's too much for too little. <laughs> I know. Deal. But wow. but I imagine that you've identified what you need to get to get your first message out for this this project, and that's how yep. you've set up your Kickstarter. 
Uh, yeah, we had actually, it was a U.S. company who helped us set it up because I didn't know, because there are a lot of pitfalls where you can fall into, especially when you've never had a Kickstarter before, is mm -hmm. like you, you put so much money on the rewards that you can't actually go into production. That's one of the uh, challenges. Mm -hmm. um, so continuing the hundred, you have to, you can choose between the T-shirt or a premiere. Uh, and yeah, the premiere is in Vancouver though, but it's gonna have red carpet and motorcycles and um, <laughs> sounds fun. And 150, you get both. And now I, it's not even 150. I have to pull up the yeah. You Canadian into US. <laughs> that's all right. 110. Yeah, you can say Canadian. That's okay. Okay. Um, 250 Canadian, you get a metal plaque uh, that says certified badass. And See, yeah, I want a trophy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and you the get trophy costs extra for women, though. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, we, we kind of contemplated be, uh, between a plaque and a trophy, but a plaque is something that you can put on your garage wall. So, oh. and it's metal and it's shiny, so it's it's kind of cool. Uh, 500 Canadian, you get a custom made limited edition jersey. That's which cool. Is nice. Stone, like it is custom sewn, sublimation printed. Um, it's not a screen print or anything, so it's it's really special. And in, in the 500 level, you get everything from below. Yeah. So you get the T-shirt premiere, the plaque. Oh yeah, we're giving away pretty <laughs> quite a lot. Is it is it sewn by a, like like a, a badass Canadian grandmother? Like a, like. I wish. That would be awesome. Like a hand knitted badass. <laughs> <laughs> or the pom pom. Yes. So and then, oh. and then it goes it goes up there from there. I think everyone gets the idea. Yeah. You get yeah. a lot for what you give. Yeah, but you can be in the show. You can be in the calendar. <laughs> um, there's, oh. there's an illustration that one of uh, an artist's friends of mine. Um, I don't know if you've seen it. I love that. Uh, it's not a painting. It's a drawing. Mm -hmm. She made it clear that painting is a painting and a drawing is a drawing. Um, and for 5000 you get uh, a co-producer credit and a speaking line, like speaking <gasps> part in the show. Wow. Yeah. And mm. we have sponsor, um, sponsor packages as well, which is uh, logo printed on the jersey and it will appear in the series and in the calendar. Yeah. Can can I can I audition for that right now? I'm I'm gonna do it. Are you ready? This yeah. Is, this would be the line. I, I assume. Hey you. Yeah. How was that? Was I good? <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> hey you. <laughs> nice. So all right. So let's go back. So it's really about the struggles of uh, women in in motocross. Is it then getting into street bikes too, or is it more about just mo the motocross world? Um, it is about the motocross world because there's not much time to talk about the other um, realms of motorcycles. However, uh, two of the characters in the show 
Uh, one is brand new to motocross, and she rides street bikes. Um, so I want to I want to bring in all of those themes because we all have a different story of how we got into motorcycles yeah. or how we got into. Uh, I started with dirt bikes and then moved on to street, but a lot of people do it uh, the other way around. So let's let's talk about that. What dirt bike are you riding right now, and what street bike? Um, for the dirt bike, I have a KTM 250 SXF. Nice. Dope. Yeah, I love my KTM. Dude, you get gnarly air on that thing. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. Say it, say it. Talking about air. Yeah, um, I know. Style. Um, so one episode is going to be about freestyle motocross. But you have, uh, there's something special about you and air. Yes, I was the first woman in Canada to jump my dirt bike onto an airbag. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Rad. <laughs> how, how high did you jump? Um, it was pretty epic. Yeah, the, the ramp itself is nine feet. Mm-hmm. And wow. uh, I think my longest jump has been when the ramp has been pulled away 17, 18 feet from the, from the airbag. So you get a pretty, yeah, you get pretty high. Very respectable. Wow. wow. Mm, cool. Very nice. So, and what what's your street bike? Um, it's an Aprilia Dorso Duro 750. <laughs> what? Uh, nice. which, which size? 750. Uh, what year? 2014. I have a 2009 750 parked right outside right now. That is the world's greatest bike ever. You have I impeccable know. taste. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I love the sound of the V-twin. You can't get, yeah, you can't go wrong with that. Tickle the pickle. It's, it's literally the most forgiving, like, I, you can put all of the wrong inputs into that bike, overcook a corner, and the bike will just sort it out. It's the greatest bike in the world. I freaking love that bike. This is just a so repeat I, of, he was, of what he was talking about earlier today. <laughs> can I Can I ask over the air to uh, borrow your bike? Are you going to say no, no. to me? <laughs> um, There's one parked outside. <laughs> oh, I was asking about the one parked outside. You can, you can keep yours in Canada. If you work, like, he's stuck here. If you go and grab it, he can't stop you because he's here stuck doing the podcast. The keys might even be in it. <laughs> so, it's funny enough because when I, when I went to buy it, that guy actually... Because usually it's like cash in hand or you don't uh, ride it, but he just let me ride it. And then you never go back, right? See, and that is one of the advantages of being a woman biker that they often don't talk about. Yeah, I didn't realize that dudes can't just test ride bikes. I've been, wow. (laughs) Especially especially when you look like Ellen. I had to buy Pretty blonde with that smile. Like, can I try the bike? Are you seeing it at a dealership or like through Craigslist? Uh, through Craigslist. Oh, dude, at the dealership, I had to buy mine on faith that it was an awesome bike. I got lucky, thank God. <laughs> yeah. like, was like, he's like, no, no, you can't test ride that. Wow. So as you made this pilot, you've been getting feedback from women around the world. So are the yeah. next episodes going to be including women in different countries? Um, well, it's going to be logistically very tough mm-hmm. with the limited budget that we have. I want to involve them in our campaign and showcase them in all of our social media and newsletters and stuff because it is all of our stories. And uh, because I wanted to do a um, documentary last year, I pitched it to StoryHive, but um, it is tough because a lot of the badass women who have really cool stories, they they are not comfortable speaking about 
it in front of the camera. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And uh, because there was one story where a woman spoke up about like they're a big race uh, publicly, and she was actually banned from racing because wow. she spoke up. Damn. Yeah. Awesome. It's real. That's real. Well, and so I love that you're you're doing this, and and especially for the whole motocross segment, because um, actually we're we are connected in that we have a common goal. Not just that we have a common goal. As y'all know, I'm one of the organizers of the Women Riders World Relay. But Ellen, yeah. you got to participate in one of our Ripple relays. Oh, that's awesome. Yes, and it was actually on the date of our Kickstarter launch. So I yeah. had my laptop with me in my backpack, and I rode out 100 kilometers from Vancouver to Chilliwack. Yes. And I was oh, nice. like, there on the curb, hotspotting uh, yeah. Wi-Fi to be able to launch the show, like the Kickstarter from there. That's dope. Wow. From the word word, right? <laughs> and what's really cool is it got some uh, media attention and yeah. uh, you got could get, to get a little plug for, for it in the, uh, the newspaper article. Yes, that is so cool. And um, I don't know if you probably must know Teresa. Mm-hmm. Uh, who or- Yeah. So I've been talking to her as well and I'm going to take part in the actual relay when it comes to Vancouver on the September 14th. And she said, I think you should be one of the guardians. So I might become one of the guardians if possible. Awesome. Of the, how do you pronounce it? Baton? Baton? Yes. Baton. 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 Yeah. So baton. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, no, that'll be, that'll be really cool. I'm going to be riding the entire U.S. route and I'll be going up to Canada to receive the baton from Wait, there. You're going to Canada? They're going to allow you in Canada? Well, we have to. <laughs> we won't let the Canadians in the U.S. because of Trump. Oh, all right. <laughs> nobody wants to. Nobody. Mexico and Canada. They're like, yeah, you're going to have to come across the border. <laughs> We're not trying. Oh man. Like, yeah, right. Can't fine. But that was cool. To, that I'm so glad that you were part of it because that is kind of a, a common goal. But not just that. That um, I, you know, I I posted your Kickstarter on the War War group, and I saw you did too. So I'm hoping that that will get you some support, um, not just from women riders, but men riders too. Because again. Anything motorcycle related on TV or film, like we all want to support it. We can't, we yeah. all admit we can't get enough of it, right? Yeah. yeah, we all want more. Thank you for telling our story. That's really really great. I watched the video and I was like, wow, this like this isn't my experience, but this is my experience. Um, and I just pulled up the donor page and I will be doing that tonight. Like, thank you so much for doing this. I'm really oh. excited to see where this goes. That's Micah. Thank you. Thank you. I'm I'm so happy because the the messages that I've been receiving, it's like, oh, I'm so overwhelmed yeah. because this has become so much bigger than just me. Right. And For sure. Yeah. The stories that you're able to share, uh, albeit the worldwide, they all unify us. I haven't it's, met a single woman writer who doesn't have a story like this. Yeah. And that's why we need something like this. It's, it's yeah. as if you, y'all are like half the population of the world or something, you know? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> stories or something. Well, Jeez. and we haven't even acknowledged the fact, though, that you write, direct, and produce, which is yeah. really a lot of work. You are a badass woman. So yeah. that's totally badass right there. And she writes. 
Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. Of course she rides. Somebody this badass has to be a rider. Right. Right. So this is the opportunity where you get to give us all the plugs. Uh, tell everyone where they can go to see the trailer, the first episode, the Kickstarter video. These are all different things. Where can people find these, find out more, and hopefully to, uh, to contribute? Yes. Uh, so Dyers of Badass Chicks is right now on Kickstarter. Uh, we're going to be having the campaign only for less than 30 days. So it's going to be over on June 30th. And if we don't reach the goal, then we don't get nothing. So this is an all or nothing campaign. We're putting all our faith into the community to help us out. There's going to, there are a lot of cool prizes and you can watch the pilot on our youtube channel at badass chicks tv uh our instagram and facebook are also badass chicks tv handle we're on twitter trying to figure that out um, <laughs> under the name badass chicks tv um and yeah just share the message and contribute to our campaign if possible and um i'm gonna put the links to everything in our show notes And I'm going to ask our listeners, even if you're not able to contribute anything, please share this campaign. If we can get this shared around the world to, I mean, to women and men around the world who want to support any any motorcycle media, um, help us reach them all because this is a short time. So please contribute or please share this campaign and let's see if we can make this happen uh it's a big undertaking you're doing i applaud you for not just the content but the fact that you're you have this passion and you're using all of your resources to get it done and that is really amazing so congratulations on getting this far already thank you thank you this is yeah it's uh i didn't choose this this chose me and i just have to step up and uh it's it's my North Star, so I have to do it. Sound like a true believer. Yeah. Right on. <laughs> Not right everybody on. steps up, so thank you. We're all here with you. Yep. Awesome. So I wanted to thank you for taking the time and coming on our show and sharing that. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I am so excited, mm. and, I'm, and I'm so excited to see where this goes next, thanks to your help. No problem. All right. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks again. <laughs> bye. Thank you. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Ciao. So... Uh, pretty cool project that she's doing. Oh, what a fantastic project. That is that is awesome. She had me at Dorsoduro. <laughs> <laughs> I thought she had you at Muddy Women. <laughs> no, she had Scout. Oh, right. Can we talk about mud again? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> the, All right. Uh, the sticky kind. And the uh, <laughs> Ellen, Ellen, did you want to <laughs> stay with us? Or are you gonna, did you want to log off? Because we're going to um, keep talking. <laughs> Um, I don't mind either way. <laughs> you got Canadian. Watch you out! Know what? I will send you Warning. a. I'll send you a link to the show tonight, and I'd appreciate it if you can share the link to our show as well. Oh, definitely. I wanted to actually ask you about oh, yeah. that. Um, when can I post about it? I will have this up tonight. What? Okay. <laughs> We're like uh, Taco Bell over here. We're turn and burn, baby. Get it out. Let's go. Send exactly. me all the links because I want to put it on our Instagram and Facebook and. Uh, yeah, I already took a photo with me with the computer. and. Uh, <laughs> nice. I would suggest you listen to the whole podcast first. <laughs> that's that that's is probably wise, not actually. a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> Don't send it to any kids. You might need to like, edit out your segment. <laughs> it's like PG-65. Yeah. Nice. All right, I'll send you a link tonight. Thank you. Cool, thanks again. 
So I wanted to talk about something else that was kind of a big deal today. Um, mm. Really tried not to make a big deal of it beforehand. I didn't want mm. Brandon to be embarrassed or anything. Oh, uh oh. Oh, this is intriguing. But this was. I thought it was pretty cool. His cherry got popped today. <laughs> uh, yes. And then he turned into a whore. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's that like, good. I didn't know what I was missing. Pretty much. It's that no, good. Knock, you weren't here for this today. So for Clearly those who don't I know, here. I mean, Brand, Brandon's been on the show a bunch of times. He's a very accomplished writer. He's uh, you know raced Star on the track. Um, but he had never been on a petrol motorcycle That's ever right. you've really never been on a gas well, he, he's been on a few I, diesels but <laughs> <laughs> he's never was, had his valves pressed right yeah i don't even know what that means so. <laughs> <laughs> it can be enjoyable as you said trust me you'll like it <laughs> so yeah he had never been on petrol and we popped his cherry today mm-hmm. and then it just kept going and just kept going. Because what did you, uh, once once you've ridden one, once you pop, you can't stop. We, we kept explaining like well, they were, there's a they whole were lot of different rather, flavors out there. <laughs> they were all rather anemic until Liza let me ride her. What is that? A KTM uh, nine the KTM nine ninety oh, no. okay. oh. That well, felt really nice. Like I really enjoyed all the dirt bikes I got to ride to start off with, and I'm glad you let me ride those. Um, and thank you to all the people who let me ride their bikes, uh, including. Bagel! I got to ride a gas scooter. That's right. Indeed. You know, when you sit on a scooter, it's comfortable. Yeah. And <laughs> you can have good posture. You can, like, sit up straight. Yeah, it's great when it's you have amazing. back problems. It's <laughs> amazing. Um, says, says the uh, butt burner. Welcome to the dark the side. That's, that's right. Yeah, I am planning on still doing the, uh, the iron, iron butt. butt on electric. However, I'm really glad I got to try these out because even, like, like, 250s, 300s, even the 600s were rather unimpressive power-wise. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it's not really all that different from an electric bike. I mean, they make a little bit of noise, and you have a clutch. But other than that, it's the exact same experience. So we started them out on the CRF 250. Mm-hmm. Easy bike. You cannot you cannot make a mistake on that bike. Very yeah, it felt forgiving. like a, a a children's bike. Like you you can't just you just <laughs> go on well, it. Well, so you see, like this is similar. Like, is there the the added component of road noise and mechanical noise. So I can actually hear uh, a lot of the same sounds on the petrol bikes that I hear on the the electric bikes. Uh, One of the things that was really interesting, the 250, Liza actually let me take that out on a ride for, I don't know, a half hour or an hour, Mm -hmm. and uh, I could hear the tire noise coming from it over the the motor. Yeah, Yeah. but that is a quiet, this is a very quiet bike. Yeah. Right. So I was actually really surprised. One of the things that I hear people talk about with electric all the time is, oh, you can hear all the noises you can't hear on a well, I can actually hear them on a petrol bike. Right. I couldn't hear the brakes, though. Like, when you pull in the brakes on electric, right. a lot of times you can hear that pump or the, the master mm-hmm. cylinder. But uh, on the petrol, I couldn't hear that. So, that yeah. You didn't squeeze them hard enough. <laughs> <laughs> so, he started out on the CRF250, and then he went to Bagel's uh, Vespa 300. Is that, or is that 250? It's a 250. 250. Okay. And then he jumped onto Jeremy's XR650R. Wow. Thank you, Jeremy. That was an accidental wheelie there. And he also (laughs) got to learn how to kickstart. Oh, oh God! Man. I well, got it. Then. I then got it. Stand though. up on the foot pegs and pushed. All oh, fine. We'll do it for you. Never mind. <laughs> no, no, no. The second, the second bike. Uh, what was the second one? So then he, we put him on Doug's XR650R. But <clears throat> Doug's like, now you got to try this one. Completely different setup. Yep. 
<laughs> it was very, very different. The uh, same bike, different setup. Yeah, yeah. It, it's similar in a lot of ways, but his was a lot more punchy. Um, and I think the suspension on that one was set up a little bit better. Uh, mm-hmm. But he made a really good point. If this stalls on you, you need to be able to restart it. Yes. And uh, so that's why he made me kickstart that one. It took like three yeah. or four tries, but eventually I got it. Right, and then we then we went straight up to the uh, to the KTM. Yep, <clears throat> that's a nice bike. Yes. Wow. <laughs> Once you go so, leader, you don't go back. Well, it's but, not quite a leader, <laughs> but so, it's, you, but it's, it's kind of yeah. interesting because you know we know that there's all different types of engines and riding positions and and brands, but yeah. for him, it's kind of new to have an experienced biker, so he's yep. not paying attention yeah. to what his hands are doing. Like he knows how to ride, and he could go out there and experience for the first time, uh, you know, singles and you, twins, uh, and it was pretty it cool. Was, it was really interesting to see how the different engines performed. Yeah. And the different, uh, what do you call it, quirks that each one of them had. Didn't realize you have uh, different kinds of fetishes, huh? Let's just oh, oh, I have right? all the fetishes. This is going to be, <laughs> like, going forward, this is going to be insufferable. Because, like, the, like, a couple months ago, we got him on a bike that had gears, and he was shifting, and, like, for the first time. And he yeah. turns to us all excited. Guys, guys, this is really weird. You're not going to believe this. The this first gear, electric, by first the way. gear on this is, like, below neutral. You go down, and then you go back up to go to second. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, is this yes. the Brammo? The Brammo? <laughs> no, no. So I rode the Brammo, but... The Bramo was um, unimpressive with their their gearbox. Okay. I didn't really like it. Yeah, and so we built our own custom one. This was and interesting. This had a it proper a proper actual gearbox, and he was blown away. Like first is down, and then seconds up. It, 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 like, they, yeah. this, <laughs> the Bramo. It was a great bike, saddled with a terrible transmission. Exactly. Um, yeah. And you know we can say that because they're all washed up now. Which and it was a, <laughs> it was a damn shame because it it had potential to be a, a great bike. Yeah. Well, they mm-hmm. put a snowmobile transmission in it or something <laughs> stupid. I and think. it was really expensive transmission too. Yes. Oh yeah. It was huge transmission. But so it, it was really fun. It's like it's like somebody who's never had ice cream. And then you're like, yes. oh, and now here's chocolate, and here's strawberry. Wow. Wait till you try mint chip. <laughs> That's <laughs> what it was like. <laughs> which flavors, like which type, which engine formats did you get to try? I heard a bunch of singles, uh, and you got you got a V twin. I guess they were three, three singles, um, and then just the V twin, right? And one the scooter. Oh, that's right. And so you well, still got to do like so. parallel well, twin oh, yeah. and like inline four. And yeah, we, we need to put them on a yeah. cruiser. Yeah. Now you got to ride a stupid bike. <laughs> What's a stupid bike? I don't know, like a, a turbo R1 or something. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I'm still waiting for something that has yeah. the power of, of the bikes that I'm used to riding. I have a Concourse 14 you could try. Is that so, good so n- Wait a minute. Basically, basically, <laughs> when did you get a Concourse 14? Oh, no, nothing 14, you yeah. ride is going to have the torque, which you're used to having the instantaneous torque and high horsepower. A lot Even of with bikes, the gears? Yes. So oh, okay. like a big inline four that ha- puts out a shitload of horsepower that you're used to isn't going to ramp up the same way because you're yeah. going to get that horsepower like pretty much almost to redline or whatever. I see. And once you hit that peak horsepower you might feel it jump and lurch or whatever well, so you're saying like, like with I a mean, petrol y- bike you you can you make a trade off for you either get all the torque and a little bit of horsepower, so like, or you get all the horsepower and a little bit of no, torque. No, so, well, so like a Thumper has a lot more torque than an inline four, but you trade off well, on not depends, necessarily well, having a bunch of horsepower. Placement is I it. see. The 
Um, there, there is actually a there's kind of a sweet spot which is V force. The okay. reason that all the MotoGP bikes basically are almost all of them are V fours is that mm-hmm. that gives you the best trade off between torque and horsepower because uh-huh. they can rev as high, almost as high as the inline fours, but they have the uh, good torque like the V twins. Okay, and so that almost just about mm-hmm. all of the MotoGP bikes now are V fours because it's hang- but they're so much more expensive oh, to make. I see. So there are and not many actually hang out on, on the Isaac, before we I sell your Connie 14 short, <laughs> when you whack the throttles open on a Connie 14, that's a quite a lot of torque that's hitting the pavement. Yeah. Oh, I'm not selling it short. It's, 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 it's it has got more a power monstrous, than a Corolla. But. <laughs> it has a monstrous amount of torque. Yeah. And it just keeps giving all the way up. Yeah. It's a it's a fabulous engine. It's obnoxious. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. It is a tire eater. I, I got to ride the electric outside of a parking lot, and uh, I was actually surprised it wasn't as torquey as I was anticipating. It mm. didn't have... The, it wasn't mine. No, it was It was different. No, it was the other yeah, one. It's yeah. true. <laughs> I, I really enjoyed the ride. Mine's that's for sure. There. We could do this. There, yeah. there was a lot of p- people hopping on different I, bikes. I thought it was going to be a lot more um, challenging, well, even so, in sport. It wasn't. Yeah, so that's a Zero SR, which is a. Um, it used to be the top of the line electric bike that you could purchase, right? Um, it's still a really fun bike, a lot of power in it, but Zero now has their SRF, which is uh, supposed to be more power. And then, of course, you have the Energicas, which are uh, the premier bike for the new electric class in MotoGP. Those have a lot of power. Energica. Energica. <laughs> yes. That's right. What, what kind uh, of horsepower are they putting out? Uh, 145 horsepower, 140 foot-pounds of torque. 146. Fucking A. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds it's, so good. It's a boner machine. Yeah. It's like, it's, this is, yeah. So Liza asked me a long time ago, uh, what is the your up-the-butt bike? And it was the Energica Ego. And uh, I've since uh, I have an energy. Since ego. He, 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 well, I'll just say he, that. He, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he has done the unspeakable. <laughs> well then, we must never speak of uh, this. But Bex, you should ride Morgan's uh, Death SR because that the reasonable man's SR. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that thing's a lot of fun. So I, I do want to ask you though. Mm-hmm. Uh, first time on on petrol bikes, and the thing that is really important to a lot of riders. Okay. For a lot of bikes, is the the note the sound of the exhaust. Yep. Mm-hmm. So you did ride a couple of the XRs. Mm-hmm. How did that feel to have that that sound coming out of it? I like Jeremy's. Iron. <laughs> <laughs> I like Jeremy's uh, the sound that his bike had. Mm-hmm. Um, I also like the fact that you know when I'm going by people, I can pull in the clutch and rev it, and then mm-hmm. take the clutch back out. Uh, uh, did you try that? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you enjoyed being a douchebag? Yeah, yeah. He's already. But yeah, so that was a lot of fun. Um, but compared again i can only compare it to the bikes i've ridden the zeros and the energicas and i get a lot of the same feedback out of those bikes as i do out of the petrol bikes interesting Um, especially out of the energicas with because they're really loud but well they're louder i mean they're not like gas bike level loud but they are they have kind of a banshee scream to them yeah exactly Mm -hmm. but um the interesting thing about the petrol bike is uh being able to change the sound because you want to change the sound, not because you're doing something. 
Yeah. Um, mm. that, that's a lot of fun. It's a whole additional thing that electric bikes don't have with them, much like the, the things that electric bikes have that petrol bikes don't. Well, you could put cards in the spokes, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Do you have any idea how many times I've heard someone say that? There are no what? spokes. Yes. Yes. I, I, I will put some cards in my Oz rims. Thank you. I, I definitely <laughs> didn't expect missing neutral and coasting down a hill with no hands. And you can't do that mm. on an electric. On each, yeah. Actually, you, which, you can program which, them. Charlie yeah, and I yeah, did yeah. that like oh. all the way down from Tahoe into Nevada. Charlie yeah, it's really, <laughs> on a petrol. Yeah. It, like I didn't know you could program. That's great. Yeah, you can. Yep. So, yeah. are, are you going to be here next week, Brandon? Uh, Let me rephrase this. Can you be here next week, sure, Brandon? Sure, certainly. All right, guys. Now we got to come up on the list. What bikes are we bringing in for her? Michael, I'm looking at you. Michael, I'm looking at you. You got to bring the Harley. Death fucking thing's a death trap. Come on, you gotta. It's it's badass, no questions asked, but it's a fucking death trap. It's okay, he's His spine is is mostly metal now. That's right. Take uh, my parallel twin ninja, the most boring. I want Daniel. I I definitely think um, I'm happy with the triple because it has like the tickle the pickle like the twin does, but it doesn't. um, It it has more power, more torque. Tickle the pickle? Yes. Oh, that was another thing. That was another thing. You're I t- could see why girls like to ride mm-hmm. on petrol bikes. And men, yeah. too. Yeah. And I, men, I, too. I, 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 don't, I don't want to tell you what I did to you. All right. Bike. I'm going to say, Michael, if you, can, if you can bring the Harley, Emma, we have to stick him on the on the, on the, on the Gootsie. Put him on the yeah, Gootsie. Yeah, no, he can. Yeah. Ride. You got to stick him on the Gootsie. I can bring the Stella, too. But you know that's I, that's I, not going to trump your <laughs> no. Vessel. I mean, if Emma could acquire a 750 uh, two-stroke, I mean, you know, oh, yeah, but, oh. 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 so, so I, I do have a I do have wanna... a legit question though. Yeah. yeah, like none of the bikes until I got to the 990 felt like a reasonable bike. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> just insulted is that, everyone's is bike that, by the way. No, no, they're, they're nice. No, bikes no, hold on. It's, just, hold it's on, purely but, about power, but, right? No, yeah. but wait, but budget. Is a factor there? So, so I, I'm whatever the budget is, like whatever. But well, no, no I, hold on, hold on. What you I'm cannot in, compare my CRF250 against a, a five thousand dollar electric motorcycle. Right. But so, so I, I like I like right? the I like the CRF250 um, for its own little things. But one of the things I'm interested in is like, can you get the same type of power out of a 650 or a 750, or do you actually have to get up into like the 900s and the thousands to get that? It's power to weight. There's a lot of things, and yeah, okay. I mean, there's a lot of factors that affect the power of a motorcycle if you were to ride say a Jixa 750 uh-huh. you would find that quite satisfying in okay. terms of power but what you would miss on that bike is these great gobs of torque right off of oh, really? does anyone have a V-Strom for the boy to ride um but mm-hmm. you know That's bikes right. like that most inline fours make a ton of power Randy. up at the top mm. um and that's when they get kind of exciting. And that rush when the power comes in and the cam, you know, the cut of the cams, you can actually feel it. That's quite intoxicating in itself. It's okay. Okay. You, need, so, you need to ride a VMAX or one of the old oh. Magna 1100s. No, you know what? I, I think we need to get Doug to bring in the uh, CR500 two-stroke. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, I want, yeah, yeah. I make, want, him, make him kickstart it. I want him to ride a <laughs> stupid supermoto like what Daniel just bought. Oh my Thinks, god! Oh my god! The thing was fucking ridiculous. Charlie, have you read? Have you read the Death FX? No. Okay. Oh, we got to fix that. Yeah. yeah I was so, on the track and I was accidentally wheeling, and I was oh, like, "Okay, I'm gonna back that, in." And the back end just was doing a stoppy, and I was like, "Oh my god!" And this thing, <laughs> I can't that, even ride yeah. the thing. Is that called a wheelie? No, a stoppy. <laughs> 
Like, I was like, okay, I'm going to just kind of eat the throttle on the front wheels up. Inverted wheelie. The only thing that's stopping me bringing in the water buffalo for him to try... Is that a, it's is just that a the handling mm. is just so appalling, and the brakes are so bad. <laughs> oh, you, know, you get that 752 stroke, but you he, also yeah, get like now you know why I have concerns die. about the Harley. Now you know why I have concerns yeah, about the Harley. Exactly. It's, it's the it's yeah, it's a tractor with stupid written all over it. <laughs> so, Some but, of us like to ride tractors. But, but the point here, the point here, Brandon, I think this is one thing that may be lacking in electric motorcycles. Hmm. As, we, as we said, we have all these different flavors. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And each different setup is going to have a completely different feel. That was really interesting. Right. Has, has anyone made a shaft drive motorcycle, electric motorcycle yet? No, but uh, one of mm. my favorite bikes that I want is oh, uh, like a BMW a GS1200 <laughs> style bike, like a, a yeah. real adventure bike. Yeah. yeah, take a GS1200 and put an electric motor in that. That's, that's what I was thinking about and doing mm. like a shaft drive electric with yeah. that. But I think, you know, if we put this into perspective and we, we, we put it in a broader spectrum and we say we talk about cars probably one of the fastest cars you can buy right now is a Tesla Model S yeah and I think everyone can agree on that it's faster than a Bugatti Veyron however there's plenty of people out there buying Dodge Chargers not only because number one they're cheaper but it's a very different experience Mm -hmm. it's a far more visceral experience and I think so it is with bikes I mean a lot of us ride bikes not just because they go fast and don't get me wrong I like going plenty fast but I like the visceral experience. Yeah. I like this very, very raw. You know, stop I, trying to stop trying to make motorcycles reasonable. I think I think that yeah. is, I think Beck said it, and then maybe that is one thing lacking from electric bikes. Hmm. These gas bikes do tickle your pickle. That's yeah. right. Well, so so I did talk with a friend a long time ago about making something called is an orgasmic. Oh yeah, yeah, no, yeah, these things. Uh, exist. We we could make one of those. Yes, you could. I think I think you, you have could, uh, lots you, of motors that we could use. You uh, could. Bundle that, bundle that with the playing card in the and spokes. We can, we, can, <laughs> we can talk to Corbin about making it into a custom seat. Yeah, yeah. Right. It has heating, cooling, and high and low vibration modes. I think I saw that on Pornhub once. <laughs> but there are some wow. there are some differences in the electric bikes. And in fact, you guys recently did a little comparison. That's right. Uh, between uh, the Energica and the <laughs> Zero. You're trying too hard. I have a quick deviation here because the last time I saw Eliza was was a quail, and I listened to the podcast from the quail, and I was I was was loving it because uh, one of the one of the the tasks Eliza really wanted to do was to nail the pronunciation of Energica, (laughs) and she goes to Stefano, the CEO, and Mm -hmm. like goes back and forth, and he's like, yeah, Energica, and she's like, Energica, (laughs) and 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 you can see how proud she is that she's like she's so close, so So close, close. so close, like I got it now, I got the official Energica, right, Stefano. He's like, yes. It's <laughs> <laughs> close enough. So you guys did a little race one weekend down at LA and back. We did. Yeah, yeah. So I did. We have a reason for going down there. Um, yeah, we it was a business triggers. reason. We were gonna. We were first. We were testing their route for for CCS stations, and yep. we were also gonna um, meet with some different people. Oh, uh, that's right. We had we had a couple of meetings down in LA. Stuff. So, so this, was Morgan part of this? Yeah, yeah Morgan and yeah. I went down south. Yeah, he, did you read uh, he his was, article? He was putting it on Reddit. 
And yep. that's how uh -huh. I found out Morgan's that was, username. That's Morgan. Okay. Uh, yeah. 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 Okay. Oh, you're Morgan? Yes. Oh, okay. Right here Hi. in the room. <laughs> Be careful. Excellent. Yes. So now I know what your face first, is like. First, let's establish for, <laughs> for people who don't know. So what is the battery capacities of the two bikes? Very Seven. similar. And, and what is the charging capacity of okay, the two so bikes? Okay, so we'll start with um, <laughs> the numbers that are released to the public. Yeah. Um, the bike that Morgan was on had, I believe, uh, 13, 14. Nominal? 15.8. No, no, I'm talking the, the marketing Market number. 15.8, yeah. Yeah, you had 15.8 kilowatt hour batteries, and I had uh, an 11.7 kilowatt hour yes, battery. Nominal. You advertise this. Well, no, uh, what I'm talking about first okay. is I'm talking about the numbers that are released publicly, right? So, in reality, the battery that Morgan was riding on had what nominal? 12.8. Okay, so you had 12 kilo, 12.8 kilowatts, almost 13 kilowatts, yeah. and I had 11.7, so I had yeah. a smaller battery. Okay. <laughs> That's the answer to the, the question. The, uh, the, the, <laughs> anyway, the, the so reason wait, does, I'm... does size really matter? In batteries... <laughs> Yeah. Actually, you know what? <laughs> or is it what you We both got it? there at the same time. So, so here's, here's the deal. Um, or is it how you we ride have, it? We have similar we have similar ranges, but the, the main thing about the zero is that um, I was capped on on warranty and how fast I can recharge. It took me one hour to fully recharge, and that's stuffed full of our aftermarket chargers. Yep. Uh, that was as fast as you could. That is, I can't do any faster. That tricky stuff that that voids, voids the warranty and makes zero's battery engineers cry. Um, <laughs> the Energica has like a twenty minute. Uh, fast charge option. Yep. The stations aren't as plentiful wow. though, so we were trying to see if that right. was if there were enough to sustain a trip. If you could go from charge to charge, from station to station, if you could yep. do that. Hmm. Um, we first on, on the trip down, we were just testing which stations worked okay and, and finding them. On the way back, uh, we decided, hey, let's race um, and see who can get home first. Uh, well, so I started the trip down went so well while we were testing, and we figured out all of the stations that worked and didn't work. Um, I got pretty comfortable with it, and I thought for sure I could smoke Morgan on the way back. So I'm like, let's race. I knew, however, that there were, there were plenty of charging stations down in L.A., but you go up north, and especially like around Paso, Paso Robles, they start drying up. And specifically in King City, the CCS station is broken currently. Yes. And I knew that without that, he takes four hours to charge, mm -hmm. as opposed to 20 minutes. So, and I also knew that he can't get up before noon, so I <laughs> I figured that I could probably just leave early and be fine. Master <laughs> um, strategist. I can't believe that that's like a factor in the race. I'll just get up early. Leave early. That's actually what happened. I planned on Morgan thinking that. So I actually got up at like 8.30 or 9 o'clock. But as it turns out, he was already past me when I woke up. Yeah. So I wasted a, a, a like a two hours of Santa Monica. It was Sunday morning and all the buildings that I that I'd mapped up my charging stations were either closed or under construction. So I lost like an hour and a half in Santa Monica, wandering around. My GPS was being skittish. And while he's doing that, I'm thinking, okay, Morgan's probably a little bit ahead of me, but it's okay. I got really fast charging, so I'm just going to ride around. And, and you guys have GPS tracker for each other on your phones? No, at this point, we did not. He well, could see me, I, but I, I could yeah. not see him. No, no, no. I, I turned it on for him, but honestly, uh, my phone, the GPS on it is very, It's like very, a cloaking device. It's inconsistent. It's, <laughs> it, it jumps around, and that's why I was having trouble finding charging stations, because I would show me as here. Then, like, it would warp me across the, the town. I'm like, I'm not, where Where am I? <laughs> and so that's why I partially lost a lot of time in Santa Monica. Yeah. Um, but, but so I'm riding through the mountains. I went up, did Mulholland, did the snake, everything like that. Um, yeah. And then stopped in Thousand Oaks or somewhere around okay, there. Okay, I just want to point out, your guys, 
idea of a race. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Not established uh, time to start, and I'm going to just take the long way through the good roads. I started in Irvine. He started in Long Beach. Well, he was already a race for him, 60 for miles ahead of me. <laughs> but I had to con- I had the concerns of the, you know the Zero's absolutely phenomenal uh, designed as a commuter bike. It's meant to go uh, the, these smaller distances and zip around. It's not meant to be taken as an all-day drive right, machine. Right, right. So they don't have any sort of uh, really kind of cooling for the battery. Once the battery gets nice and hot, it needs to just like it can sit overheat there. and it needs to sit there and dissipate heat. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you charge, it adds heat. When you drive it, it, it adds heat. So I knew I had to drive very conservatively to not over. And I'm watching the battery temperatures at all times. It shuts off. Uh, I believe the safety protocols around 140 Fahrenheit. The highest I ever got it was 126, and I actually was able to cool it while riding by going at like 65 or so mm-hmm. because then it wouldn't. Mm-hmm. The pack would actually be cooling down. I have Whereas a question. Whereas me, have a, I have. Well, just before we go any further, mm-hmm. um, Morgan, mm. for that one hour charge. How far would that take you? About seventy miles. So wait, I'm so just, you're just so wait a minute. Right we're, it's the yeah. same formula. You're riding for an hour and you're charging for an hour. Basically, yeah. Um, okay, so now I'm gonna go to you, Brandon. There, there is a slight difference, though. I was doing like 120 miles an hour. <laughs> However, <laughs> hypothetically, <laughs> hypothetically, <laughs> hypothetically, yeah, I would never do that on the street. Legitimately, uh, I was imagining. Close, yeah, it. I mean. This is talking about theoretical numbers here, what the bike could theoretically do. It was a GPS. (laughs) (laughs) My GPS was on. It's just blowing my mind right now that my my Ninja 250 that cost me, what, like $200 Uh can toast both of you up the coast. Probably. <laughs> yeah. It's just, I, I, had, I didn't so, realize that electric bikes right so much. Well, not, no, I, I, <laughs> Hold on. Only, only in the charging time yes. would you toast them. But Brandon, with a charged bike well, and your bike. Well, yeah, but bike. like, okay. what would it take to uh, to make your bike not suck so much? A thousand uh, pounds no. of battery? Uh, well, really, it would take uh, you getting exactly on it and what I already it. have. Because, like, my it's bike really doesn't good. suck at all. I don't mind going but zero like, to 120 in five seconds. If I want to be in Portland tomorrow, then but, you but should take an not, appropriate yeah, bike. Yeah, these are for not that. touring yeah, like bikes. a Goldwing. You wouldn't really want to oh, take a wait, 250. Wait, wait, wait. A Ninja 250 is a touring bike now? No. No. But you don't want to take that either. None no. of these are yeah. touring bikes. Right. It's horses, it's horses for courses, but I am interested, Brandon. Mm. Your 20-minute charge. Yes. Mm. How far does that take you? At what speed? At um, 20? Yeah. Highway speed. Sure. Let's yeah, say let's say speeds. at highway speed. At, at average highway speeds, you're going to get about 60 miles that way. Okay. So an hour. So it's an hour. Or hour less. Riding at, yeah. 100, at 120 miles. At 120 an hour. miles an hour, you're looking at 43 30, to 44 40, yeah. miles. <laughs> <laughs> so theoretically, <Wow>. theoretically, <laughs> theoretically, if you can't find the 20 minute charger for a 15 minute ride, you need to charge. You need to charge for four hours. It's yeah. it's actually about three and a half hours if the bone if the bike is bone dry. Right. But, but uh, that makes it all. Right but it will also allow you to to limp to a CCS station yeah. to find so, like, right, that's right, what, right, right, yeah. right. So you, if, if you, you can't get, make you it, get almost you plug like in a for reserve. 10, 15 minutes. Okay, yeah. so now we understand what all the factors were, mm-hmm. the psychological factor yes. and the, <laughs> the limitations of the bike. So, who won? <clears throat> it's damn close. We yeah. I expected to utterly smoke him, and Te- he expected. Technically, I kind of. <clears throat> I, I won the race, but I won the race because. I thought Morgan was going to beat me, so I didn't <laughs> stop. 
That's it. No, just say it. That's it. Yeah, so I didn't stop. I, I knew he was going to stop at the bottom of Lorella's grade. We agreed on oh. it. No, we didn't oh. agree. But here's the thing. We were, okay, the route was supposed to be to take G16 up through Carmel Valley. So I knew I was winning, right? I knew I was going to win. As soon as we hit those curvy roads, that's it. Bye-bye. Uh, but Morgan's like, ooh, I got a curveball for you. I'm, I'm not taking that road. I'm, I'm like, gonna, I'm what? Gonna I'm going to take 101 North and, and duck, <laughs> duck under Salinas into Spreckles and over Lorella's grade. Ah. Yeah. So he was he stopped because, at the bottom of Lorella's grade Quite charge. frankly, because as beautiful as Carmel Valley Road is, at night, which it was, I know <laughs> that packs of wild boar yeah. love to cross uh, that road yeah. along and with moths. That makes it fun. Yes. It <laughs> hey, man, a boar at 120 miles an hour does a chance. You just <laughs> cut it in half, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you just kind of get up on I the I thought, you know what? Why don't I just not die? So, all right, technically random one, but it was really close. So it, very, it was it was three minutes close. difference, and the only reason it took three minutes is because Morgan heard me coming on G16, thought I was going to stop yeah. and say hey, Waited and then him. we were going to just go to the ranch. Drove and past. Him. Oh, he, like, must, he must be taking the second exit. I'll wait for him. He he just kept driving. <laughs> so it took him three minutes to get his helmet and his gloves on, I was and then he made it. two Teslas because none of, they were all parked in the in the EV spots, but no one was charging. So I'm like oh. wedging in there, like trying to grab. Like I had like a, a half an inch to, to put the the the, the charging cord. So, in. So, um, Brandon. So I'm get you took G16. Yeah. Well, and it's a road I know very very well. Mm -hmm. um, for people who are listening, there is nothing on this road. That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely nothing. It's a dead zone. Uh -huh. You must have charged in Greenfield or King Soledad? City. King City. <clears throat> so it's, it's you, were, King City. you were looking for electricity pretty much from... No, no, no. I, I, I feel like you would have cut that really on close giving me the numbers you gave. Like, yeah, so, yeah no, no. It was, it, was, it was... I got to the ranch with, with like 2% left. Wow. So I think... All right. It was a close race. I think mm -hmm. what the takeaway from this is... Is that nobody should do touring on an electric? <laughs> I think well, that's well, the takeaway. Actually, right? <laughs> yeah. actually, funny you should mention that. Funny you should mention that. Talk to me about the torque, but I just I'm, you can only do how many miles? <laughs> okay, so funny you should mention that. I had a really shit day last week. I was working on some nerd shit. And uh, it wasn't working. Were there wires involved? There were wires and yes. resistors and diodes and okay. solder and everything, it's right? It's the kind of stuff that makes you talk like this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was deep in it. And something wasn't working. And I'm like, fuck this. I'm out. And uh, I hopped on the I, bike. I looked out the door, and he's, he's like heading out, and he's like, he's like, I'm taking my dolly and going home. Like, wait, you're, you're going, wait, you're just going to go touring. Would you like maybe a uh, sandwich Put your gear on. Would they, you like, they suited me up like a Would you like a camelback full of water? Like, <laughs> would you like the AAA card in case you need to get, get a tow? He's like, oh, yeah. Would you like to bring your wallet with you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, so it's like is, dressing a kid for the first day of school. And this is <laughs> yeah. 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And uh, I decide to go for a ride. And at first, I don't know where I'm going to go. And then I decide to go to Nevada. Um, <laughs> wow. So I leave Carmel. And this is I on the Energica. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is on the Energica, yes. <laughs> um, so I get on it, and uh, I know some of the stations. And thankfully, Morgan is responsible, and he's at the ranch. Uh, and I actually have I'm a phone still, charger. I'm still working because he decided to just go. <laughs> but Morgan is also helping find some stations and stuff like that. And uh, because when when the charge is only 20 minutes, you really don't have much time to actually do the things that you're used to doing on an electric bike at, while you're charging. Um, so he helped me with that. And then uh, 
you know, I ride over towards uh, Nevada. I get up to Auburn, um, and my my GoPro mount breaks for my phone. So then I'm like, uh oh, what do I do? And I head over to San Francisco and Golden Gate Bridge, and turned out in 24 hours I did 670 miles. Wow. Wow. Now, mind you, this is also uh, an. He was on the Energica SS9, which is their most modest uh, bike. Yep. It is also the most upright and insanely comfortable. But it was uh, a lot of fun. Mike Corbin just bought one because he loved it so much. Wow. <laughs> you said this was on the Energica. Energica. <laughs> Energica. <laughs> nice. Well, you guys are. We're gonna do an Iron. Crazy. I, I'm sure we'll have more stories from from you. Yes. But I want to hear a story from Micah because it's been a while since she's been here. Now, for those who don't recall, Micah is probably the newest writer in the group. She usually and, has cool shit to say. And the thing that's been really exciting about following Micah's motorcycling career, we'll call it, is that she's always learning. She's been the one who really wanted to enroll in classes and learn. And we've been able to watch her go from the back of the bike. Mm-hmm. To that same bike that she used to ride on the back that she now owns and in masters quite well and comfortably. But you've had some more learning that you've you've done, and I want to hear about what your latest like epiphany is. Yeah. So um I've been riding for uh two and a half years now. Crazy. Um and Really? Wow, yeah. I know. It'll be wow. three years in September. Nice. Um so I was on at Stockton Track the other day, and I ride a lot of street. And so what I've been trying to do is to get more interested in track and to try uh, starting to understand like body positioning and stuff. And the thing that I love about Stockton is that it's a slow track. It's a cart track. So doing stuff on the Grom is great because I can take the same turn a million times and really like work on that where I don't have that same opportunity on the street. Um and so what I was realizing, I was like, I'm getting my butt off the seat. I'm getting like my upper body off the bike, but something doesn't feel right. I felt really unstable with it. And I was like, what is happening like with my legs and stuff? And I realized that I've been riding completely crossed up because I'm used to the street. I was trying to hold on with my knees um, to the tank. And that meant that my inside knee or inside the corner, my, the inside knee of the um, butt to the corner um, was stuck to the bike and that meant my outside knee of the corner um, was kind of loose which is the opposite so instead of like mm. opening up my leg to drag yep. knee I was trying to do the opposite almost and get the rest of my upper body off the bike and that wasn't like really like letting and, me be and stable. you really want to lock the outside leg in exactly yeah. so I was basically trying to do the opposite and then there was all of a sudden this light bulb moment of Oh shit that's it that's what these people have been doing that I'm seeing all the time Look and grip yeah, so so let's just see for for people who are listening, why is it important to grip with your legs? Um, stability. Gripping, yeah, exactly. Stability. So you're gripping the tank with your legs um, for for that stability. And so I'm used to on the street just trying to keep my whole body more on the bike um, because you're trying to like get off the bike a little bit, but you don't want to do anything that you're going to do on the track. Um, you're not going to drag knee on the street. That's just not safe. Mm. Um, so in my beginning to try out track stuff and try and get a little faster and work on speed rather than like anything else because I am a good rider I am a safe rider but I want to work on getting a little bit faster just for fun um, that's a big thing that I was just trying to do is body positioning and working on track body positioning mm-hmm. so opening up that leg lets you like drag knee and then that um, outside leg outside knee keeps you stable on the bike and still tight on the bike um, so that was just a big like uh-huh, like moment. moment for me. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, this is it. Wow. 
Um, so I was really excited about that, and I immediately got like seconds faster on the track, and I was the slowest person on the track for sure, but not by that much. This was also this time. the practice before the race day. Yeah. No, and, and that's something I constantly have to remind myself too. I find that if you're not gripping with your legs, your upper body it gets stiff. Yep. Yes. And absolutely. riding with your arms stiff is bad. And I, I it's something yeah, I remind have to remind myself, grip with the legs and then loosen up your arms and look your upper and body. It's, I hear Antonio's like, voice in my head all the time. Look and grip, look and grip, look and whenever grip. Whenever you're moving around on the bike, you should basically be able to take your arms off the handlebars right. and still be stable. If you're not able to do that, you're doing something wrong. Or your bike is set up wrong. Exactly. Uh, a little bit of both. All right. So you're riding the the bike that the the FC six that you used to ride on the back on. Yeah. Are you getting? Um, do you think you've gotten to the to the end of this bike's abilities? Oh God, no! <laughs> oh my God, I'm having so much fun. It's awesome. Um, yeah. So I was coming off of my GS five hundred, and then um, I was having issues with that bike. Oh, thank God it's gone. Um, and <laughs> I was riding the Grom as my commuter for a little while, and then I bought the FC six from Charlie. And did he? Hook oh, with the I did a lot of things with that motorcycle that no one should ever do to a motorcycle. Because <laughs> <laughs> no, Charlie definitely rode that bike to its some of its limits. Well, so I rode it on single too. track. Yeah. The biggest issue that I had with the bike because I tried it in the past and I was like I don't really want to try it I don't really want it um, because it was fully fared um, and that's something that I was really uncomfortable with I felt like I couldn't turn the handlebars properly so the first thing I did when I bought the bike from him was I tore all the fairings off and that like did it for me I was like oh my god I can actually ride it was it like a psychological block totally yeah. absolutely a hundred percent and it's something that I'm definitely like need to work on that I want to sure. like see work a on therapist more. regularly for <laughs> Wait, can you imagine that therapy session? She only hello, likes them naked. Hello, dear. Um, what What's going on? How can I help you? Oh, shout out to my therapist, Chelsea, by the way. She's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how do you explain this? I just can't ride a bike with fairings. Yeah. She's my, like, bike, my motorcycle has to be naked. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> it's either me or the bike. Uh, I just yeah. feel like I can't tear. What are you even talking They're about? It's so restrictive. Yeah. It's less risk, isn't it? Wait, hold on. You Tell know me what? about that, your childhood. You know what that's making me think? <laughs> Is there a need for motorcycle therapists? That's oh, called yeah. classes. Just like, you know, we have motorcycle uh, insurance. Have you, have you met everyone in this room? Motorcycle <laughs> chiropractors. <laughs> I thought we got the motorcycle instead Dude, of the therapist. I point. thought that was the yeah, plan. Nobody's doing sure. this. Classes and hold mechanics. On, hold on, they're actually sports psychologists. Yeah, they are. So that's about the uh, I mean, you, know, you, know, you get Bluetooth it. helmets, you go on a ride, and they work out your issues on the twisties. Oh my god, oh I think we're god. on something. Wow, that's a great idea. Called track coaching. And what we can do, anybody who's experienced Motorsexual problems. Mm. You know, it's like you don't have to ask, you know, Miss Ruth. We've got Auntie Emma. We can partner partner with Senna. Yes. You call us from your helmet. That's right. With and your motosexual problem. Oh. Motosexual mm. problems. Micah, right. Micah, my helmet this right now in my room. Micah can, <laughs> Micah can only bond with her FC6, her FZ6, when it's naked. That's a call-in show. Oh, my God, yes. Yeah, no, that sounds sounds like a motorsexual problem to me, Micah. So what's the story, uh, Micah? More more on the... Oh, well, yeah, it's just an incredibly confidence-inducing bike. I'm really yeah. enjoying it. I'm having a great time oh, on it. Oh, a great I took, bike. Um, oh, my God. I took the uh, Roadrider class 
my, the most recent time I took it uh, on that bike, and mm-hmm. now they're doing an advanced road rider class. And so the first one is going to be um, in a week, um, and I'm going to be taking that one. Dope. And so I'm going to bring my bike there. And Hell yeah. I mean, I've talked about how much I freaking love the road rider classes. I've taken three of them now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to take the advanced one for the very first one that they're offering. They're amazing. And yeah. if you are in, if you have the ability to take it, take it. Well, not just it. I mean, anywhere you are, there are classes offered. We're just fortunate that these road rider classes, they are very good. And, and it's not necessarily a track class. Mm-hmm. It's riding technique. And oftentimes it's at a track or using a track. But it's really better street riding technique. And but you have them for dirt and adventure riding and all different right. types of riding. It's something that a lot of people should really consider doing, advanced riding uh, classes. I wrote an article about how much I love taking motorcycle classes and how great they are. They're awesome. <laughs> awesome. So you um, do you have any others that you want to take? Any, any more you have your eyes on? C group. Uh, yeah, that's something that it. I need to do more of. Um, I do it, did huh? my first C group track day a little while ago, and I had a ton of fun. Oh my gosh, Sarah, uh, who's a friend of the garage, after I got off the track, I was like, "This, that was great. I was having a lot of fun. And she was like, oh yeah, don't worry, you weren't the slowest person. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay, God. thanks. Do not be had my confidence to go here. C group now track my confidence here. Yeah. yeah, it's not about speed on C group. Yeah, it was it's a lot of fun. your C legs out. But with track days, you usually have a lot of one-on-one instruction yeah. available and you can go work yeah. on anything you want and it's not so yeah. much about speed as about technique. Well, yeah. and that's something that mm-hmm. I've really appreciated about classes is that I'm forced to do that. I've noticed yeah. about myself, like when I took the C group track day, I didn't ask for help um, on track at all. I talked to people like in the actual like classroom section, but like on the track, I didn't ask for any help and that's something that I need to work on doing more is asking for that help. Yeah. In a class, it's people who are telling me, no, you're not doing this right. No, you have to do this better. No, you've done this better earlier. Well, I mean, okay, so this is specifically how I like to be taught. Um, but my friends who have taught me in those classes before have said like, oh no, you were doing this better earlier. I want to see you do that again. And that like, oh, I was doing that earlier. I can still do it again. Um, it just is so helpful to have someone who is forced to say like, you're, this is how you need to do this yeah. to be better. Yeah. If, if we combine this with therapy, you can be like, the, as we enter turn 11, tell me about your child. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, it's helpful Like to, to reiterate what Mike is saying. It's helpful to compartmentalize what you want to learn on your track days. Mm. So, I mean, like your first experience, you might be just you're blowing your whole wad and you're like, oh, this is crazy. But like, if you're wanting to go on, ride your, you know, do track riding, it helps to just break your... And after after my last uh, aha moment, apparently I'm going to be working more on body positioning. Yeah, it's great. Well, great. That's so great. if you're if you're local in Northern California, go check out the Road Rider classes, Road Rider 2.0. Um, they're great. And if you're local specifically to this part of California, and you're going to be around next weekend, there's a place that you can practice all your technique. Charlie, what's happening next weekend? Nothing illegal. <laughs> Allegedly. Brandon's going to try all the different bikes, right? That's what's next well, weekend Well, there's is. the San- <laughs> Santa Cruz Vampires have our annual motorcycle rally <laughs> where you will be taking a lead route through all the safe roads in this local region <laughs> to enjoy its natural So what he's trying to say is so our favorite vampires MC is hosting a, it's a weekend rally. So Friday there is a lead ride through the hills there's at a, night. There's a, it's not quite at night. Night, but there's a Friday night ride 
7 o'clock at Sanders Mountain Brewing is when we're meeting. Mm-hmm. So if you want to go to that, there's a ride that is perfectly legal. If I'm correct, there's going to be a, a more legal ride and a less legal ride happening that same <laughs> the, night. <laughs> the only thing you got to know about that ride is if if everyone passes you very quickly, you're it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just, just yeah. So you don't so, gotta be first. You so just don't want to be last. Yes, exactly. <laughs> if you don't make it to the end of like, if you lose everybody, that's perfectly normal. Mm-hmm. And you can meet us back at Surf City Billiards is where we're ending. There you go. And then on Saturday and Sunday, what's planned? Saturday, we're meeting at um, Firefly Cafe at eleven o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. and nice. we'll probably leave like twelve. Mm-hmm. And we're taking a lead ride through the hills or whatever, and then we're ending at the Mount Madonna, and we're camping, and there's free camping and free food and free beverages and, of all and sorts. For anyone who wants to come out on this ride, the one thing that's nice, uh, vampires do this very well. There's usually different groups, oftentimes three yeah. different groups, based upon your riding comfort and speed. Hi, yep. I'm in C group. Nice to meet you. Right. <laughs> so there is no pressure to stay up with the fast people. You, you kind of just there's go something for everyone. Like, yeah, you I mean, the best thing to do is just you can even just start in the very back, and if you feel like they're going too slow, you can just pass people safely and appropriately, right. and then, you know. And then you'll be like, "All right, cool, this is cool." But yeah. if you start out front and like you're like, "Oh man, that's where you crash and die." The only problem I have spent some <laughs> some vampire rallies riding by myself the whole time between groups, <laughs> but um, then it's going to go up camping for anyone who wants to camp, yep. and then that's when the hilarity ensues. Shenanigans mm-hmm. for sure. Slot puppet theater. There will be games. Oh yeah. The problem is you. Have no prospects right now to make do the the stupid stuff. Mm. Well, I mean, I don't think I was really an issue last year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice. So, um, where can people find out more information about the Vampires Rally? Just our Facebook page. Um, I would say Vampires go MC on, onto our website, but no one posts shit. Vampires about, MC yeah. on Facebook. Yeah, and um, uh, come out and join. I will be going on the ride on Friday. Firefly Cafe, eleven o'clock in the morning. Saturday morning, come out. We have a gear truck, so if you don't, if, like, if you can somehow manage to get your camping gear there, it's great. And then you don't have to ride with it mm-hmm. the whole time. You can drop your gear off that Friday night if you want to. Mm-hmm. Like, if you don't want to come on the the Friday night ride, but just want to take your truck and drop <laughs> off some camping gear, you can. Generally, yeah. how long is, are the rides? I mean, it'll probably be like, I mean, it's pretty much an all day event, but the ride, I don't know, like three, and four hours. So this is the twenty fifth anniversary. Yes. No, you 20- can't come. <laughs> <laughs> So there's there's stops, but I would say still just go on the ride and like there's probably there should be a stop to where if you need a stop and charge up, you could. You just might not make the rest of the ride, <laughs> but you know where we're ending. So yeah, there you go. Fresh hamsters in the gas tank. Yeah. So cool. I'm looking forward to it next weekend. Actually, there's a lot happening next weekend. Oh I can't say. Yeah, you're, all you of got it a right bunch now. of secrets. Liza's trying to steal me from the ride. Liza's got a secret. Things will be announced next week. She's Ooh. pregnant. Hey, no. oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying that. Shit. I told you to pull out. <laughs> Out of the driveway? That, does, that doesn't work every time. I'm like a bad trucker. I only lose my load when I'm backing out. Only, oh. only the other day, Knock had to pull out quickly to avoid a child. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that is correct, sir. So um, we got some really cool emails, and this is one I really enjoyed. So I want to read this. And this is from Rick Greeley. Yep. 
So he says, what up, misfits? Just like that. Uh, hello from snowy Colorado. This week, I listened to the podcast for the first time while wrenching, and things started to align. Mm-hmm. I had to write in because my two most recent moto purchases were featured on last week's episode. Hey. Cool. Yeah. So you remember JJ told his story. Yep. Um, he says, a couple of weeks ago, I took off on my DRZ through northern Colorado and made it to the Wyoming border, over 100 miles of mostly dirt roads, no cell service, no people. Hell yeah. My girlfriend scolded me when I got home for not telling anyone where I was going, <laughs> so I purchased a spot. Cool. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Good job. I was taken aback by JJ's story, and I'm happy with the purchase. The spot will be with me on all adventures. Speaking of purchases, I also bought an LED light bar off of AliExpress mm. for $7.54 shipped. Wow. <laughs> shipped, yeah. Can you send us the link? <laughs> uh, oh, they're all over the place on these things. Uh, my plan is to remove the DRZ's headlight and replace with a number plate and light bar for a sleek dirt bike look. I will follow up with pli- with pictures. Please send some of your sunny weather here to help melt the snow. Keep up the good work. Yeah. Cool. So I love that somebody heard the story that JJ Somebody shared. listens to this shit. <laughs> oh that, my God. that was a scary story, man. I yeah. mean, yeah. he would have been dead without that. Absolutely. Right, yep. Yeah. Yep. That that spot X saved his life, so I'm the glad. Of time, man. Um, I'm, I'm glad other people were, were listening. Yeah. Uh, and if you don't buy spot, there are other services as well that, that provides that kind of GPS location emergency services. So just check it out. Bagel, what do you have there? I have an email uh, from Moto Film Fest titled, Your film has been selected for the Moto Film Fest 2019. Wow. What? Wait a minute. Which, nice. which, which movie is this one? The Sobbing Skaters. That thing oh. is still making the rounds. Yes. Jesus. So they write, Félicitations, votre film est sélectionné. You don't need to read it in fucking French, <laughs> I like French. Wait a minute, please. why is it in French? Because they're from Quebec. Quebec! Wait, yes. I thought Nock was our accent guy. Uh, no. Well, no, he's, he's going <laughs> to accent. He's going to wait until Bagel. There's plenty of French words in the English uh, translation. Yes. yes, so I will translate into English for everyone. Uh, well done, you. Uh, congratulations, <laughs> your film is selected <laughs> to be presented at the Motor Film Fest. Abitibi Temiskamang. Wait, say that again. Abitibi. Temiskamang. Oh, That's yeah. the name of the film fest. That's the name of the film fest. The, or, the originality of the content and the purpose respond to the different cultures. Oh, you're getting German. You're getting German. <laughs> no, he's doing so, very well. Surrounding the wonderful world of motorbikes. You are located at different places of the planet and feel already united over passion. Oui. Yeah. Thank you for producing these wonderful films. Your film will be presented outdoors for the first time yeah. on June 14th, 2019 at another very popular motorcycle event here in Quebec, which is Brocante Moto. Right, because yes. the Motor Film Fest ABTB Temiskaming is invited there for precisely a movie night of short films related to the bike. <laughs> that's totally German. No, he's doing he's great. good accent. So it's, it's good. It's very, very good. <laughs> of July 13th as oh. part of our festival same concept outdoor and only short films so two chances that was uh, June 14th and yeah. July 13th yes to see the sobbing scooters yeah. in Quebec indeed did you did, like that one? Did, did I get it right, Morgan? Yeah. Yeah. Did, did we ever, <laughs> so close. Did we ever put a version now with me in the credits? No. <laughs> ah, shit. And, uh, and they said, thank you from the heart, the organizing committee of the Moffat 2019. 
That's great. We, we could we could throw you in the end saying Knock does not approve of this message. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Knock, what email do you have to read? Okay, I got this one called uh, Crazy Two Strokes from our uh, friend of ours in Australia. Uh, Crazy Australia. Australia's an accent, Knock, right? Yeah. Right. Yes. Yes. No. So there we go. Get ready. I'm gonna give this a go because oh, I don't know. I don't really got this, man. You got it. Hi, team. How can it be any worse than your regular voice? Give it a crack. Two strokes. Brought it back some old memories and a great laugh. As a kid, I got the first TS100 around here and probably gave it a nasty big and rattle after too many long wheelies. <laughs> but dad insists his local mechanic check it out. So old Frank took out a second plug and kicked it and freaked out when it started. <laughs> On the main plug. He just got out Brooklyn. <laughs> it's kind of like the same. Yeah, well. I love this. The local Suzuki shop <laughs> yeah, good. didn't want to repair under warranty. Now I'm British. Lots of memories. A couple, uh, a couple that still come up was the 348 Coda that would drive me mad sometimes when you shut it down and the bloody points would arc shut. Is this a problem, Emma? Do you know about this? A yes. 348 Coda. Okay. Well, the no, the early coders actually had points. The later ones had this marvelous thing called a motor platy electronic ignition, which just worked when it wanted to. Oh, I mean, fabulous. it's just like those Spaniards. Yeah. Yes. Another local uh, up the bu- uh, up the bush had a three twenty five Sherpa. Yeah, well, that would sometime start up, run backwards, but only if you found out. But you only found out when you let the clutch out. Yeah, you can run a two stroke. Yeah, you know, you can run a two stroke backwards yeah. I wasn't responsible for this but one of the guys I used to work yeah. with um, he started as an apprentice at Jaguar and one of the old old boys who'd been there forever had a Bantam a BSA Bantam <laughs> and what he used to do was my, my friend used to bump start it backwards and say oh I started your bike for you <laughs> get on and let the clutch out and the thing would go backwards <laughs> it's just a, it's a peculiarity Surprise. with single cylinder two strokes yeah. the, the timing's a bit off if, yeah. if it's on tune you can't do it but if the timing's a little bit retarded It'll run quite happily backwards. Can we can we get one of those for Brandon to try? Oh yes. <laughs> I'm used to bikes with reverse, so that'll be nice. Right. And that was an, you said that was an up the bush bike. Up yes. the bush bike. <laughs> that's what that's what it says. Up the bush. <laughs> Still love the bikes. <laughs> but no, lately, more turn these days on the 1200 RTBM trouble you. <laughs> the missus loves the luxury, and hey, you have to appreciate the safety doohickeys these days. Love. <laughs> the show, keep it going, Mort Australia. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, Mort. Uh, well done, well done oh. Knock. Australia. Is Mort a place? Knock Theater. I love this. Yeah, just I'm all over the goddamn place apparently. So, um, but hey, thanks for that email, uh, Australia. Right. On. Um, in in future Knock, when you attempt an Australian accent, <laughs> right. Um, try and insert Struth. 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 Yeah, Struth, mate, is very good. Or um, <clears throat> Cobber. Cobber? Yes, Cobber. Crikey. Or Crikey. No, Crikey is a very good one. Yes. All right, I think we got time for one I more. I just don't want to get my ass beat and like have the difference between Australian and a Kiwi mixed up because apparently oh, that's Jesus. like a mortal sin. No, that, that's really different. Oh, yeah. All right, we got time for one more, and it's a technical question. Hello, Ooh. Misfits. 
Um, my name is John, hey, and John. I'm emailing you from the less than sunny state of Massachusetts. Hey, Massachusetts. Yes. I have an 07. There's a terrible joke about Massachusetts, oh. and I'm not going to share it. <laughs> but it's something about a warehouse full of dentures. Well, then. Because there's a mass of oh. shoes. You might as well oh. just tell oh. I didn't say. Anyway. Wow, are you a dad? <laughs> Thanks, Terry. I have an 07 Kawasaki Z1000 mm-hmm. that I have owned for the past five years or so. That's a jolly nice bike. Mm-hmm. Absolutely love the bike and have some great memories with it, which is why I refuse to get rid of it. Why on earth would you get rid of it, darling? In spite of the many admittedly self-inflicted problems. Okay, there you go. Mm-hmm. I've had it over the years. Instead, I've opted to put my dad's vast automotive knowledge to the test and fix whatever problems come its way on our most recent issue we've actually had to replace a head gasket and both of us noticed something peculiar rather than being one piece for the block pistons and crankshaft and one for the valve train this motor is in three yes it is (coughs) head Pistons, crank, are all in different pieces connected together. Now, that's mm-hmm. the way they do it in bike styling. Mm-hmm. My dad had never really seen this setup before, which you won't if you haven't worked on a car. Um, and I'd no guess as to why it would be this way, which is why I believe it may have been easier for race teams to work on a more modular engine for the ZX9 in which this is based off. What gives? So... If you're used to working on cars, bikes are kind of revelation. Um, because they are built differently and it goes back to the very very earliest inception of of bikes the concept of bikes even the most modern ones you you draw a line back to the birth of motorcycling and the earliest motorcycles had usually a cast crankcase which in very early days may have been bronze may have been aluminum and then you had metal parts, the crank spinning in it. And then you had an iron cylinder that the piston went up and down in. And then a cylinder head, which was, again, which was usually made out of iron. But in the 1950s, they used aluminium. So basically, you had a sandwich. You had an aluminium crankcase, cast iron cylinder, and an aluminium head. And that was pretty much the standard from the late 50s onwards. And even modern engines still use the separate cylinder concept and always have yeah it's easier for racing and you can switch things out and it's great so back in the old days if you bought a say a suzuki gs850 and you wanted more power well you just bolted a gs1000 top end on it because it fitted which was great and then if you wanted more power then you'd stroke it and you'd get it up to like a gs1200 thing and absolutely go like shit off a shovel but um (laughs) <clears throat> the the short answer to uh, uh, this... Hang on, wait a minute. I don't even know who... Th- oh, yes, John. The short answer to this, John, is motorbike engines have kind of always been made this way. However, the ZX-10, the more modern ones, and a lot of the more modern sport bikes are going back to a crankcase incorporating a cylinder, almost like a car. 
I had to, um, one of the last jobs I did at the motorcycle shop, I actually had a couple of very, very high mileage CX-10s come in that just trashed their valve train mm. and just thrown all the valves onto the top of number four piston. Mm -hmm. And we had to replace the crankcases because the, the, the cylinder was part of the crankcases, exactly as you'd expect in a car. Mm -hmm. And so once that, once that gets trashed, there are no oversized pistons. You just have to replace it. And, of course, it's a big clusterfuck yeah. because you have these virgin crankcase halves. So you mm -hmm. build a nice engine and then off you toddle to the <clears throat> California Highway Patrol with your stamp and the pink slip of the bike saying, hey, you know, we're... Monterey Peninsula Power Sports and we've just built this jolly nice engine for this chap mm. and here's his pink slip and then you can stamp the engine number on it so you end up with a, with a matching number because Kawasaki, like any other manufacturer, if you buy crankcase halves you don't get a number so it's it's a very long drink of water for a very short sip, John, but motorbike engines have really always been made that way, and there are a great many advantages and a great many disadvantages, but we're kind of stuck with it. Nock has got his finger sticking yeah. in the air. So, like, there's also a weird yeah. exception. My Superhawk, the, the cylinder is actually cast into the crankcase. And yeah, it's got, like, I mean, a steel it's steel bore. It, right. But, uh, but the top comes off, the head comes off, right? Yeah, and well, exactly. How else would you get at the valve train if right. the head didn't come exactly. off? Exactly. And so, like, there's no middle section. So it's mm, just like a cast. Yeah. It's, I guess I imagine right. it's engineering and one and cost or, Yeah, or I was going to say one or two engines like the CX10. Yeah. Kind of escaped, but the ninety percent of bikes on the road, you've got crankcase halves, which yeah. are usually split horizontally or vertically, mm -hmm. but they have to be split, otherwise you wouldn't get the guts in. Yep. Separate cylinder with the pistons, <coughs> and then a separate cylinder head with a valve train, whether it's push rod, whether it's an overhead cam, whether it's a twin cam. Yeah. And in some bikes, separate transmission. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Like cassette transmissions where you can just pull the whole unit out. Well, even a cassette transmission. So we'll go back to the ZX10 yeah. and big, big block triumphs mm -hmm. like uh, Bex's Sprint. That's got a cassette transmission in it, which is yep. great, but it's it a unit easy. construction engine. When yeah. we go to Harleys, the big Harleys, they look like they're unit construction, but they're not. They actually have separate transmissions. Yeah. Or in the case of the CB900C. Yes. Your second transmission. Well, is that, that was kind of a little oddity. <laughs> that know, had I a know. little high-low shift we, we, we in it with keep, a 10-speed. We could keep going, but I think you got the answer there. Yeah, I think so, because, John, they've always been made that way. Tra-la-la. So, good question. Thank you for bringing that up. It is a up. great question. And um, I think, though, that parlays into... Now that Emma's back, we can answer these questions. Emma. Yes, darling. Are you are you back for good? Okay, so I wanted to explain my absence because I really feel terrible. So as People all of you know, you. <laughs> yeah, I miss being here. So as everyone probably knows, Monterey Peninsula passports <clears throat> went down the toilet. Mm. Um, and I found myself out of work. And I did an awful lot of soul searching because um, without putting a find a point on it i am actually getting older now but you were making more money on the, stri on the street corner true? right yeah i was making <laughs> i was making baby. a great Flawless. deal of money but you know i'm i'm you know 60s close enough that i can almost like smell it in the distance hmm. and i'm i wasn't really sure whether i wanted to be lugging you know uh uh 1100cc engines back in frames anymore so yeah I've kind of got myself a little retirement job. 
so that I can kind of semi-retire and semi-work. And unfortunately, I got slipped the old lead pipe, and they said, this is a weekday job. And then when I started the job, they said, oh, and we need you to work weekends. <coughs> so um, I made a lot of noise about it, and finally... I've got it, so I've got Sundays off. So from this Yay! point forward, Yay! I'm back in the Misfits again. You so know? They, uh, they kind of basically give you a, a trial run slash provisional period. Is that why they wanted you to work all the weekends and shit like that? Well, or? yeah, no, not really. I no? mean, it, it wasn't really their fault. I mean, yeah. I'm back driving, um, and I'm back driving heavy equipment, which makes me very, very happy. Hot. But the day, <laughs> the day I started, and it, I promise you it was nothing that I said, mm. their weekend drive equipment. Uh, so it's kind of like if it gets muddy, right? It, it, was kinda, <laughs> it was a kind of chain of circumstances that it was nobody's fault, but right. I was the low woman on the totem pole. So they said you are now driving weekends. I'm like, hang on, <clears throat> you know. Well, we're glad that you're back. I'm thrilled to be back. So from this point forward, um, and a. I just wanted to add the final little uh-huh. line on this from John is he said, "Thank you for all you do." Keep the rubber side down. So that's a, that's a nice little thank postscript you. to John's email. But thanks, John. it, I'm thrilled to be back. So thanks, guys. And as we're wrapping up, I just wanted to give a quick MB5 update. Oh god! Oh shit! I did. I didn't get it. Okay. Uh, okay. It was. It was gone off thank the you. off of Craigslist. Thank uh, you. You know when when that one gets away. And then you realize yeah. I'm proud that was probably. A good do you thing. know it how? Do you know how much? Do you know how much those bikes were when they were new? Uh, six hundred. Yeah, five hundred. Five hundred bucks. Wow. Yeah. Eight, yeah, 500 bucks, which is about 800 Canadian. Mm. Cheap as chips. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will, <laughs> I will, I'm still going to keep my ad. It's on my someday list. What mm. kind of bike is this? It's a moped MB5. <clears throat> it's technically like a oh. moped, like 50cc. Okay. Pretty I'll show baby. you. So um, yeah. this brings us to the end. What a great, great show. It's so great have this many people here again. It was Whoa, such a yes. wonderful day. We had a lot of fun. We had pride. We rode mini bikes. We popped cherries. <laughs> there was cake. So, uh, it tasted like pink. <laughs> there, was a, there was a lot of dog with hair. an accent of grease and there were bikes that got fixed and yeah. people sent on their way oh 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 and I, I have to give an update to john on the harley who i said yeah. when he showed up i was going to <laughs> do bad things to his bike and he did show up Right, and well, I went man. and got a Dixie cup full of cornstarch, <laughs> and uh, and listed the help of a misfit to get him distracted and in another place. And then I started shoving cornstarch up his exhaust pipe, <laughs> oh, <God>. which <laughs> then promptly flew everywhere. <laughs> so then I had cornstarch all over his tire, his chain. Oh, no. <laughs> like, ah, no, this is going all wrong. Antiquing. And then I'm like getting a rag and I'm trying to wipe it down before he comes back. And <laughs> long story short, he listened to the episode. <laughs> so he knew exactly what was happening. Oh, check your valve stem. Course. And he, appall- he he saw he looked at me standing there. He saw the powder all over, and he went, "I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I took your bike." I was like, "All right, thanks, bud." I said, "No, just for me. Will you start it up?" <laughs> and this is the thing I was happy with. He didn't move his helmet and jacket that was sitting next to the bike. So we started it up and just. <laughs> just covered Perfect. his gear. What a good sport this guy is. With cornstarch. Wow. Good job, guy. I was happy. Yeah. Jeez. So there you go. All right. So, um, yeah, good times here. Hey, just a reminder, if you're traveling, coming in this neck of the woods, come visit us. 
Come visit mm-hmm. us. We love visitors. What you got to say, Not? Uh, in the uh, theme of this podcast, I guess, and the events of this weekend, uh, representation matters. What? <laughs> yeah. Hand jobs in the back alley. That too. That's what I'm saying. Alleys are, alleys are roads too. Those who know. <laughs> <laughs> representation, representation matters. matters. Indeed. Okay. Thank you very much. On that note, thank you everyone for listening. Thank you to all our Patreon supporters and everyone who sends in emails and oh, just everybody. Yeah. We, we love our people. We love everyone. We love our people. And so, diaries of badass chicks. Don't forget yes. to help help Ellen out and support Diaries of Badass Chicks. It's for a good cause. It really is. Mm-hmm. Look, we all want more women writers out there. Mm-hmm. We Y'all. want mm-hmm. more writers out there because that's going to give us more options, more choices, yep. and, and it's going to save the industry. As if they were to represent uh, a group of people or something, huh? Yeah. Uh, Use your words. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you. <laughs> does that does that make sense now? <laughs> You're not making any sense right. to me. Go to motorcyclesandmisfits.com. You'll yes. find our links to our YouTube, yes. to our Facebook page, yes. all the things there. Check it out. If you've just discovered us, welcome. I hope we didn't scare you away. Yeah. <laughs> On that note, thanks again, everyone, for listening. I think it's time to get out of here. This is Liza. This is where you say your name. What? Oh, this is Scout. <laughs> there you go. Michael. Hey, what's up? What? <laughs> Emma, darling. Aloha. Micah. Henry. Morgan. Bye. Charlie. <laughs> and we're out of here. Okay, bye, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs>